You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. Okay, let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 9. For I think that God hath set forth us the apostles last, as it were appointed to death. For we are made a spectacle, watch this young people, a spectacle unto the world and to angels and to men. Verse 10, watch. We are fools for Christ's sake, but ye are wise in Christ. We are weak, but ye are strong. We are honorable, but we are despised. I want to talk to you about verse 10. Whose fool are you? Don't you hate to be made a fool of? I do. You know, fool, young people, fool in the Bible does not mean a stupid person. That's, that's, a, that's somebody in Congress. Here's the thing. A, a fool in the Bible is somebody, look at me, it's not about their ignorance. It's about the knowledge that they have that they don't use correctly. That's why Psalm 14 one says, a fool hath said in his heart, there is no God. I can't tell you how many times I sit on an airplane, got my Bible out, I'm reading the Bible, and a guy next to me goes, oh, you're uh, religious, huh? And I said, well, I'm a Christian, yes, sir, and, I, and I'm a pastor, too. Oh, well, I'm an atheist. I said, no, you're not. He goes, what do you mean, no, I'm not? I said, sir, we're at 30,000 feet. Where are you going? He goes, I'm going to Boston. I said, okay, I'm flying to somewhere, Chicago. Think about it. There's 302 people on this airplane for some reason at 30,000 feet, God puts you next to a pastor in his seat with a Bible in his hand. If that ain't God, I don't know what is, pal. Yep. Seriously. Well, it's going to take a little more than that. I said, okay, let me try this then. I'll take my napkin there, put it down, draw a circle on the napkin. I said, sir, how much knowledge would you say you have if we put all the knowledge of the world in that circle right there? Well, I'm not sure. I said, let me say you're like Einstein Hawking squared to the power of 12 plus 2. Let's say you got like a quarter of all that knowledge, and that would be like superhuman past like 15-year-olds. Okay. I said, look, and that part of the knowledge that's available to men that you don't have, isn't it just reasonable to assume there's the knowledge of God and you just don't know everything? So you see, sir, it's arrogant to say you don't believe in God. For some reason, they get insulted when you do that. I don't understand that. So then this one guy looks at me. He was like a PhD at UCLA, you know, teaches people you, you go to the zoo and throw peanuts to your relatives, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> then the guy looks at me and he goes, so what am I? I go, great, now I've got to teach an atheist what an atheist is. <laughs> so, you know, you're an agnostic. That means you, you don't know if there's a God or out there, but you probably can't know him. He goes, yeah, that sounds good. I said, well, that's not good either, because remember why we're sitting here and you're sitting next to me. <laughs> See, they think they're really intelligent when the truth is they're a fool. But not because they're stupid. It's be Look at me. Because they look at a sunrise and think it's an accident. The mountains got more knowledge than that. They point back to God. The trees point back to God. The creation speaks of the glory of God. They look at it and refuse to accept it. That's a fool. But I said a fool is someone who has knowledge and doesn't use it correctly. But the question this morning is this, young people, what kind of fool are you? Whose fool are you? We're all going to wind up being somebody's fool. 
Father, bless this morning. Help us now, I pray in Christ's name. Amen. Please be seated. You say, well, I don't want to be anybody's fool. Well, no one wants to be foolish or made fun of, unless you come around me. See, why do you, why do you make fun of people, Pastor Johnson? Because it's fun. Plus, come on, you can't tell me you've been to the mall and some dude walked by and you go, now that cat could be the missing link. There, that dude right there. I don't know. So I'm, I'm going in the mall one day. These are kids hanging around the mall, right? Got the hat turned sideways. Even a duck knows which way the bill's supposed to go. Got his pants pulled down where he walks like a penguin. Little Spider-Man underwear hanging out, right? And he's leaning up against the wall doing like this. And I'm thinking, he needs to find the bathroom. Maybe that's what it is. And it's like a deaf sign for where's the bathroom? So I just go up to him, I hand him a track. I say, hey, buddy, I'd like to invite you to church. No, man. No, man. I'm hanging with my peas. I said, you what? I'm hanging with my peas. We're just hanging. He said, oh, oh. He goes, I don't go to church. My church is boring. I said, really? Wow, I to take you from your exciting life leaning against the wall. While you're picking fuzz out your belly button and knit a sweater for your grandma. See, you want me to read his oar and feel the bumps on his head. This kid, seriously, kid. I hate to take you from your exciting life doing nothing. And let me tell you something, guys. I want every guy in the room to stand up. Every guy in the room to stand up. Every guy in the room to stand up. This is my lifetime. I ain't got that much time. If you can go to the mall and walk around for three hours and come out with a 92-cent candle, you need a hormone check spanking. You understand that? We're at the mall just walking around. Oh, really? <laughs> really? <laughs> you creep me out, bud. You do. Now, you girls can do that because, you know, you don't have a life or something. I don't know what it is, but... You know, guy, guy goes, guy, women, women shop, guys buy. Right? If I'm getting a blue t-shirt, I'm not going to nine stores to say 12 cents. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to find me a 2X. That's a man's size. If you're not familiar with that, go to the men's department. I'm going to get me a blue t-shirt. I don't care if it costs 42 bucks. I just want to get in and out of that cotton picking place. All right? Are you with me? Okay, be seated. The guy's got the exercise. You ladies can save yourselves. The truth of the matter is, it amazed me. So they said, they said, oh, did that kid ever come to church? No, probably not. Probably not. But really, I look foolish to this world. And this world makes people look foolish. So which one are you? Now you'll be made a fool of by three, three things that you do. By your choices by your conduct, and by your convictions. You'll be made a fool of by those three things. You will be. By your choices. Let's switch that. Conduct and then convictions is number three. If I ever find the dude in heaven that alliterated outlines, when I find that dude, I'm going to kick him all the way across glory about 42 times. <laughs> Alliteration doesn't mean what you are, young people. It means you, all the points of a message or a subject start with the same letter. The perilous plights of Pauline's perambulations. Why can't you just say Paul walked around and had trouble? I mean, why do you have to have all the peace that go along with that kind of stuff? Yeah, I've had sermons where I had to stop and rewrite the whole thing because I couldn't find the last P that goes with that. So I had to start all over again. 
Then I got B's, but I can't find the second B. And finally I said, forget it. I'm just going to preach the Bible. But it's alliterated choices, conduct, convictions. Are you with me? You're going to be made a fool by one of those three things. We are somebody's fool by the choices that we make. People, look at me. People do not become atheists by accident. It's a choice. Look at me. They look around. They see everything that's made. And they go, big accident. Here's evolution in 10 seconds. There was nothing that turned into something that became people. That's about it. That's it. Throw in a few trillion years and, you know, year came from ooze. People say, well, you know, we have some of the same DNA as the, as the primates. You probably have some of the same DNA as a carrot. Do you feel related to a vegetable by chance? You become an atheist by choosing to become an atheist. An atheist is somebody who lives like God doesn't exist. Ooh, ooh, ooh. You ever met a Christian atheist? I've met them. Yeah, they say they believe in God. They say they believe the Bible. Hey, watch this. And that's what we do. We raise our young people, teach them the Word of God, and we also teach them the right terminology so they know how to say the right things. But in their heart, see, Psalm 14, verse 1 says, The fool hath said in his heart, there is no God. I've had young people grow up in our church, taught everything they're supposed to be taught, and they later on declare they're atheists. You think that happened because they got wise and turned 18? Now, look at me. They're sitting in church, and they're listening to what the Bible says and what the preaching is and what Christian life is supposed to be. And they're saying in their heart, no, God, no. Uh-uh, I ain't doing that. No. And as soon as I get my shot, I'm out of here. No. Well, see, that's a choice. Now, here's the problem with the choice. Yeah, you're going to tell me it's not going to turn out. No, I don't have to tell you that. God will tell you that. Be not deceived, God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For if you sow to the flesh of the flesh, you reap corruption. You sow to the spirit of the spirit, you reap life everlasting. So let us not be weary in well-doing. For in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Now the issue isn't, is it going to turn out the way God says? The issue is, are you smart enough to figure out it will turn out the way God says? You know why? Because God won't let you, society, woke society, social media, acceptance of the world, God won't let you, me, or anybody else mock his word. He will not allow that. So consequently, it's going to come in if you make a choice to say no to God. May not happen today. May not happen. You know, remember when, uh, when Ahab and Jezebel, Ahab was the king and Jezebel was the queen. I was telling the guys the other day, I heard a preacher. This guy's about as mean as you ever saw in your life. Preached a sermon about Jezebel, remember? When the kingdom fell apart, she ran up in the tower, painted her face, tired her hair. Does that mean she put a tire on her head? I don't forget that. Fixed her hair up, painted up her face. I'm not against makeup, ladies. If the bards need these paint, paint it. But she's up there in the tower, and they pull up to the tower, and they go, who's on God's side? And these two guys look over, and they go, eh, eh, and they go, throw her over. Woo! They threw her over. Horses stomped on her. The dogs came and ate Jezebel. You know what his sermon was? When Spot ate the Avon lady. <laughs> that was his sermon. <laughs> For all you Avon ladies, I apologize. 
But here's the truth. The truth is when she was told that she was going to be eaten by dogs, it happened the next week. No, it didn't happen almost 17 years later. When the prodigal said, I want my inheritance and goes off to the far country and spends it all on riotous living. When you remember when it says that the, there arose a famine in the land? Famines don't happen overnight. Years go by. Years go by. And this kid's bank account is dwindling and the famine is coming, but he's not paying attention because it's coming. But he doesn't pay attention because you know why? He's got what he wants when he wants it. He's doing what he wants. He looks successful to the world. And he's got all the best friends that money can buy. But when the famine hits full force, this kid's got not a nickel to his name, and he winds up in a pig pen eating pig food, living like a pig, and he would fain have filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat. The kid still didn't figure out enough to realize what he had wasn't working, but he did get to where he was headed. Bob Jones Sr. said, the prodigal did not choose the hog pen, he chose the road that led to the hog pen. Are you on the road this morning, young person? Do you see it enough to realize you're going to make a choice when you start saying no to God? God, no, I'm not doing that. All right, I'll go along with it for now, but I'll do what I want. When you start making those choices, that's going to, eventually you're going to wind up in a place, a time that's going to make you look like a fool. Everybody laughed at Noah, 100 plus years building an ark. It had never even rained. And everybody's laughing at Noah till he's in the ark. Still no rain. And when God closed the door, he gave seven days, poof, closed the door. Noah looked like the biggest fool on the planet until the first raindrop fell. Yeah, yeah. Huh? Until yeah. the first raindrop there fell. And now all of a sudden, Noah looks like a really, really smart guy. But too late, the door's closed. You know what I can't get back? I can't get back any years or time I wasted outside of the will of God. I can't get that back. Can't do it. I see guys my age driving around, you know, in convertibles with a little wisp of hair. You know, they got one of them man bun things on their head. Got a Hawaiian shirt. So wrinkled you could screw their hat on their head. You know what I mean? They're driving around in a little convertible trying to look like a teenager. And I think, dude, do you realize how stupid that looks? Foolish. Get a wig or get a hat or do something. But then there's those fools. Wait a minute. Those fools who choose to say yes to God. Hey, they decide, you know, the Bible is my guide. It is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And the world will say, well, you can't, you can't let the Bible just be your boss like that. Why not? They're trying. Aren't they? Yeah, they are too. They're telling you how to live your life. And then you got some people who are Christians who don't want to live by the Bible, who tell you you're a fool for doing it. Don't let those kind of people intimidate you. If they ain't got the guts, they ain't got the nerve, they ain't got the spinal column to stand up for God, then don't let those people intimidate you. They quit the youth group, they quit church, they're out there doing all the junk that the world offers them, and they're making you, they think you look like a fool. No, they're the fool, not you. And don't let those people intimidate you. They're going to do what they do. I'm going to look like a fool in this world. I'm going to look like a fool because I follow the Bible. I'm going to look like a fool because I'm a man and I stay a man. That's foolish nowadays. Come on. Come. The truth of the matter is the world, 
absolutely mocks what we are and what we do. And you want to know something, broski? Look at me. I'm glad they do. I'm glad they think I'm dumb as a sack of hammers, Jack. I'm glad they think I'm such a fool I go to church. I'm such a fool I believe the Bible. I'm such a fool I let it guide my life. I'm such a fool that what I believe, where I go, and what I do is based on the principles and the truths of the Word of God. I'm a, such a fool for doing that. Because sometimes to the world, you're going to look like a fool. Illustration. I'm in Bible college. We had a ministry to the Great Lakes Navy Base in North Chicago, 75 miles one way from our, the church. We drive up there, we get the sailors, put them on the bus, bring them back to church, drive them back up Sunday night, come back, had classes, all that stuff. One night we're driving these guys back up to the base, and it was, it was pouring down rain. This is Chicago land area. Pouring down rain. And in Chicago, downtown Chicago, it's called the Loop. The freeways, they don't put the uh, freeway, they don't put the, uh, the freeway above the roads. They dip the roads under the freeway overpasses. So in the Loop, there's all these tangled overpasses with these huge dips underneath them. So we're driving back one night and drop these guys off. The bus quits a couple times. It rained so hard it actually stopped the bus. Got to stand up. This illustration takes a minute, so you need to stand up anyhow. Because the guys need to exercise. Because now two guys are crying about the mall thing. Two guys right now are going. I just like to go over there. It's so comfortable. Anyway, so <laughs> then walk around with drink with whipped cream on top of it, dude. If you're gonna drink coffee, just get you a black cup of coffee, would you please? Shouldn't be like a candy bar. First of all, drinking coffee proves you have no character anyway. But anyway, so so we drive. Three more guys start crying. That's pretty bad. So we're driving back up, and we, the bus, it rained so hard it stopped. Our bus quit working. We had to pull over. By the time we dropped those guys off at the Navy base, it's like 2 in the morning. We're driving back, going through the loop, and the traffic, there's nobody there. And we pull up to this one big dip under overpass, and it's full of water. And it wasn't like, you know, ankle deep. It's so deep there was a Volkswagen submerged in there. The guy got out the last second, opened the door. The light was still on inside. You could see the light down in the water. And that, thank you, son. And that, and that, ladies and gentlemen, look at me. That, that is Chicago sewer water. Remember that chocolate thing I told you? <laughs> Chicago sewer water. There's stuff floating in that water. Toilet paper. Tootsie Rolls. <laughs> Two junior high boys go, man, I wish I'd have been there. You know, I want to get one of them Tootsie Rolls. No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. And we're looking in and we're going, oh, man. But about that time, a semi-truck passes us as we're looking at the water from the bus. And it goes right to the water and out the other side. We're brilliant. We go, we're a truck. We're as big as a truck. We can go through that. Guy just driving down to the water. Don't let it stop, man. Keep going. He gets just about hood deep and boop, it quits working. And now the water's coming in the bus. First step, second step, third step. Hey, hey, Tootsie Roll water, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Chunks and Tootsie Rolls. And we're standing there going, man, what are we going to do? We're looking around. We say, well, guys, we've got to get out and push the bus out. This dude from West Virginia goes, well, brother, I go ruin my suit if I get there in that water. I said, well, I'm not ruining mine. He goes, what are you going to do? I'm taking it off. He goes, we ain't got no swimming trunks. 
I said, no, but I got my PJs on right now and I am not ruining, I had two suits. I'm not ruining a suit in that sewer water. So we all, there's like seven of us. So we all go, okay. There's nobody around, right? We take our suits off. Kept our shirt and tie on to be appropriate. (laughs) Open the door, we start walking down the steps. Statement, there are floating Tootsie Rolls and there are sinking Tootsie Rolls. See, how'd you find out? Squishing up between your toes, man, while I'm going down. Oh, baby. Oh, I hope that wasn't a dead rat. I mean, we're going down. So we're down into the water and it starts coming up. Here we go. Right here. About chest high. Walk around the front of the butt. My bed, Macario Cabral was a real short dude. (laughs) And that water's right here. (laughs) And he's going. (laughs) Blowing. Blowing what, church? There you go. And he's walking around, and he hit a sinker and went, whoop, and he went down. Oh. So we pick him up, and now he's got a tootsie roll on top of his head. So we're walking around the front of the bus, and we start pushing the bus out of the water. Squish, 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 squish. We, we start to push it out, and one of the guys go, a rat, a rat bit me. And in Chicago, they got super rats. I mean, they got headlights and three-quarter ton tow package. I mean, they're huge. So we go, ah, and we all jumped up onto the bus and look around for the rat. Well, it was a stick that hit him, you know, and he thought, ah, man. About that time, the bus driver laughs, the bus rolls right back into the sewer again. We crawl down. Squish, 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 squish. We look at Mac and we go, should somebody get that off his head? I ain't touching it. All right, here we go. We get the bus pushed back up. Tell the dude, park, do the brake. He sets the brake. And then we start squeegeeing. And we're kind of laughing. We thought, well, if Dr. Raven saw this, we'd get kicked out of college. A bunch of guys in our underwear out here in the sewer pushing the bus. By the time the bus driver does like this. And we turn around and look, and this overpass, just like this balcony, there must have been 200 people up there on that overpass. And they start clapping. We got white shirts and ties on. We turn around, we go, we're Mormons. <laughs> the bikes are in the bus. We're Mormons. Be seated. Truth of the matter is, you see, to, to the world, they'll look at us and go, what is wrong with you people? Hey, why in the world do you live by the Bible? It's 2023, you know. I can read a cod-picking calendar. Since when, see, we think the Bible is old-fashioned. Well, I like the old-fashioned part of that concept, but wait a minute. No, that book's eternal. Hey, it's eternal. You live 50 more years, it's still going to work. It's still the Word of God. It's still a lamp to your feet. It's still a light to your path. It's still the book. It still works. It still does. Yeah, I know. We got watches we can talk to, and everybody's, you know, we're all, we've been injected and inoculated and inculcated and ineffected and all the rest of the stuff that's going on in the world. I know, I know that. We got electric cars now, real ones. Yeah, you, you, you got Teslas like we got Volkswagens. We have one Tesla in our church, one. Who does the bus driver hit going out of the parking lot? Could he hit a Chevy? Could he hit a Ford? There'd have, yeah. fa- have been fatalities. Could, could he hit a Chrysler? No! He's got to hit the only cotton-picking Tesla we have in our parking lot. Rip the back bumper off of it. Unbelievable. Yeah, you, you think because this is a high-tech society, and we have AI now, artificial 
intelligence. We were watching that last night. That's pretty impressive stuff. You know that? People morphing heads and faces. And we were wondering in the back there whether some of you are like artificially. I was going to say inseminated, but that's not right. We were thinking some of you are like artificially manufactured and you're not actually real. Because some of you don't look real. <laughs> you had that same stone face for three days and you still... I'm wondering if somebody had been pushing your buttons. But anyway, the point of the matter is this. Watch, you, you, you may, the world's going to think you're a fool because of your choices. Number two, the world's going to think you're a fool because of your conduct. Proverbs 14, 9 says, fools make a mock at sin. Fools make a mock at sin. Here's what that means. You mock sin and then sin mocks you. That's why it says in James chapter 1, sin when it is finished. Bring it forth that. Now look at me. There is a transition where you control sin in your life and sin controls you. And that transition is unknown to anybody in the human race. Do you know why? If you knew sin was going to take you over and you thought you were in control of it, right? And you knew where the transition point would be and you'd lose it and sin would take your life over. If you knew that, you'd stop sinning. That's why they don't. That's why you think you're in control of it. So in this, Brother Swanson was talking about hiding stuff in your tent. That's why some of you think you're in control of this thing. But look, every time I sit up here, I watch, I look out here, look at me. I look out here and there's young people who look at their phone through the whole thing. The singing, the, 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 even the skits, for goodness sakes. You're looking at the phone. And right now, some of you are looking at your phone. You think, look at me, you think you're in control of the phone. You don't get it, Spanky. That thing's controlling you. That's why you can't put it down. Well, I don't want, no, 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 no. It's not want to. You can't. I double dog triple stinking dare you, bro. I dare you. Go 24 hours without touching that thing. You don't hear a quiver. Well, I have to know what my friends are doing. What? They're at Walmart. They're at the mall buying a 92 cent calendar. I mean, the cat, what did I say? Candle. They're at the mall buying a 92 cent candle. And what? I'm flying somewhere the other day, and this woman, seat over from me like that, she had her phone out, and I just kind of glanced over, and I saw those pictures of her face or something like that. I thought, okay, whatever. And then I looked over again, and it was other pictures of her face. For 30 minutes, that woman sat there and looked at pictures of herself. Now look at me. Some of you right now are going, and... You're in trouble. That's why people say, I don't even know who I am anymore. Look on your phone. All the pictures are on the phone. You can find out who you really are by the keep looking on your phone. I double dog stink and triple dairy. I'll give you a hundred bucks in my pocket. If you come up here and take my phone and find a picture of just me on my phone, you won't. It's safe money. Don't even try spanky. It's safe money. You know why? Why do you need to take a picture of yourself? Some of you walk around the whole town like this. And then you go. But you're in control. No, you're not. Huh? Hey, 40 years ago, we'd have put you in a loony bin, Spanky, and put a stinking jacket on you. That's right. You see, I'm not just talking about drugs and that kind of it, stuff will kill you and it'll take over your life. I'm just talking about the self-life. It just takes you over. 
Where everything, if it doesn't go, what's the, what's the activity this week? Nah, I don't think I want to do that. I shut up and go. I don't care if they're out there catching caterpillars, pulling the legs off and sucking the guts out of them. Just go. You don't want to go to one of our youth activities. Anyway, the self thing. Look at me. You don't get it? People are addicted to themselves today. Yeah, themselves. That's why it's the feelings thing. Well, I'm not sure I'm in touch with my feelings. Can you touch the feelings? Really? Your conduct will make you look like a fool. Now, in sin, it just takes a while. But eventually, <laughs> your conduct will make you look like a fool. Okay, so I'm, I'm in a uh, 7-Eleven type thing. I'm standing behind this person. All gothed out black, spiked up hair, or turquoise. Piercings look like somebody loaded a shotgun. Shot him right in the face. I'm metal all over this dude. Big old safety pin like that to his bottom layer. I think her bottom. I don't know. I still don't know. And they, they're standing there going, pushing it back and forth. So, you know, lipstick, turquoise fingernail polish, eyeshadow. You say, well, that was a girl. <laughs> you ain't from California. And, but I was admiring the work. I mean, come on. It took a while to get that up, right? So I'm watching him. And it turns around and goes, whoa. So what do you mean, what? Dude, you put all that together and you don't want me to look at you? <laughs> what? It's a lot of work, man. How long take you get that package going? What? What do you mean, what? Did you know Halloween's one day out of the year? I mean, come on, man. What do you mean, what? So you shouldn't make fun of people. Don't look like that. I can't help myself. Honestly. Nowadays, you're sitting around, I don't carry coins on them anymore, but you almost have to flip a coin and say, guy or girl, because you can't hardly tell any longer. And the world has made you look like a fool. But then there's my Mr. Conduct, gets up Saturday morning, gets on a bus route. <laughs> yeah, on a bus route. She gets up again. By the way, let me say something. Our youth groups today are hurting for guys who are leaders in their youth group. God bless you girls. God bless you girls. Thank you for having the character to control your conduct so you don't stay up till five o'clock in the morning playing video games like a knucklehead. Then can't get out of bed by nine o'clock on a Saturday morning to go on a bus route. Seriously. Seriously. And you think you're going to be able to get a job by applying? I reached level 42 in such a time. Yeah, you think you're going to get a job from that? For some of you, job is a scary word, like work's a four-letter word. But the truth of the matter is, fellas, it's amazing. No, no, no. This person looks like a fool because what? And not only, not only are they out there on a bus route, they're out there on a bus route for like a, several hours. And then turn around and get up Sunday morning and get on a bus route and go and get in a Sunday school class and help somebody. Hey, look at me. Go to a nursing home. Get around a bunch of old people. Smelly old people. Well, I don't really feel good about myself for going there. Well, keep going. You'll feel good about it. I guarantee you. Those are sweet people and they need encouragement. And nothing encourages them like young people. Yeah, nothing does. Exactly good right. night. I'm young when I go to a nursing home. I mean, it's fantastic. <laughs> There's that young man over there. Thank you. God bless you. <laughs> See, your conduct make you look like a fool. One more. And we'll go to sack lunch with bologna sandwiches. Do not eat bologna. I worked in lunch meat factory, South Chicago. We made packaged lunch meat and bologna. 
That packaged lunch meat is disgusting. Bologna is below that. <laughs> Seriously. They take these chickens the size of turkeys. They're so old. They throw them in a big hopper and they grind them all up. All they took off was the feathers, the feet, and the head. Everything else is in there. Bones, guts. Grind it all up into a big paste. Shoot it through these tubes. And out this tube goes a bunch of chicken meat and a whole bunch of bones. And out of this tube goes a whole bunch of bones and a little bit of chicken meat. And they take that one and grind up and make chicken lunch meat out of it. That one they make chicken bologna out of. So if there's bologna sandwiches on the lunch, time to fast and pray. <laughs> one more thing very quickly. No, you can't fry it and make it any better, bro. The bones are still in there. I, I heard you. It's all He's from Tennessee. I know that. I was out there. When, I was out there in Kentucky one time. This guy was telling me. Took me by the old country store. It was leaning over. It was so old. And this is what the boy. This is what the man said. That their place right there. They got the best baloney in the county. I said, Why? He goes, Because of the knife he uses to cut it with. <laughs> That's when you go to family reunions and pick up dates. But anyway, so so we're. Yeah, think about that one. <laughs> Family tree goes in a straight line, just like that. No way, no way, no branches. Mother's Day is real simple. You give her the card that covers everything. Mom, my grandma, sister, uncle, cousin, everybody. Okay, good. So where were we going with this? All right, there we go. Off to baloney. You're going to be made a fool by your convictions. Now, here's what we think. People think independent, fundamental, soul, and separated, King James, Bible preaching, hellfire, and damnation, premillennial, pre-tribulation, temperamental, glock carrying, unless I get my hand on the Sig Sauer, Big B Baptist are the only ones who have convictions. Everybody has convictions. Strong beliefs that control your conduct and your behavior. So the world has their convictions. Hey, it's June. What is this month? The world says this month we're going to exalt a lifestyle that God took two fistfuls of hell up and dumped on top of. But to the world, see, that's their, and if you don't honor that, there is something wrong with you. See, but Pastor John says, that's because you're hateful. Young people, look at me now, look at me now. Get, stand up, you need to stand up. Some of you are drifting in. Some of you are looking at me like I'm from Mars. <laughs> well, good news, Spanky, I'm from the moon. It was the 60s. <laughs> Truth of the matter is, the world says we're hateful because we disagree with lifestyles that are contrary to the Bible. That makes us hateful. Well, first of all, then here, watch me, look at me. That means God is hateful because he put it in his word. God does hate sin and you should hate sin too. But we really should love sinners. And because we preach with passion about this kind of stuff, people call that hate. It's not hate, it's called passion. Oh, but wait a minute, they get a little passionate. <laughs> Whoa, Bubba. Whoa, Bubba, they'll hit you over the head with their rainbow flag. Oh, watch out now. No, seriously. But they are just standing up for what we believe. We are hateful. Do you understand? Some of you young people need to go out that hallway right there. And before you get on a bus, you need to stand on the curb and slap the dog snot out of yourself and wake up to the fact this world has brainwashed you. They have brainwashed you to think that we're wrong, the Word of God is wrong, the Bible is wrong, and the world is right. I got news for you, broski. That's not right. Would God we get some young people with some passion in their souls? Way too cotton-picking laid back, way too worried about relationships and all that kind of junk. 
How about some passion? How about some sold out? Stir up the gift that's in your passion. How about something that says, you know what? I refuse. I refuse. He purposed in his heart he would not defile himself. And Daniel was a teenager. David was a teenager when he walked down to the valley of Elah, took a pocket full of drops, and dropped a 10-foot giant with 125 pounds of brass harbor on him, cut his cotton-picking head off as a teenager. Where we got the giant slayers today? Where are the Daniels who have purposed in their hearts? They're not going to defile themselves. Not going to do it. Not going to get the bunch of junk from this world and let them start telling me how to think. Well, you're trying to, Pastor Johnson. Really good, Spanky. I'm glad you picked up on that. We are trying to brainwash you. For all you punks on the internet, you little hater punks out there. That's right. We're brainwashing them. You know why? Because we take that little brain out about the size of my fist and scrub it real good and stick it back in their head so they can get to thinking right and go back and do something for God. The world will give you convictions. Come on, why is it you go by a soccer field and it's full of people on a Sunday morning? Well, you can't play soccer any other day of the week. Why does it have to be Sunday morning? You guys are all infatuated with athletics and these guys play ball on Sundays. Not impressed. I figured out a long time ago, the reason the NBA players travel so much when they play so they can go visit all their kids in the different cities where they go. You're making a hero out of a pig. I said a pig. I said a pig, no different than a dog in an alley somewhere. And you think they're wonderful because they go, whoa, boop, and dunk a basketball. Talk to them. They got the intelligence of, most of them got intelligence of a fire hydrant. And you're making heroes out of these people. Seriously? See, the world has their convictions. What you want to be is the champion of the world. Five years from now, they won't even know these dudes' names. You couldn't even tell me who won the first Super Bowl. It was the Green Bay Packers, by the way. But the truth of the matter is, the truth is, <laughs> but that was like a couple years back. You understand, young person, please? The world has their convictions. Are you getting their convictions? Well, it's my life. And see, that's not in the Bible. I'm not my own. I'm bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. The Bible's, hey, the world's giving you their convictions. They're telling you what you, should, what you should think and believe about who you are, what you are, and what you do. Yeah, they are too. And you can't figure it out, do you? You can't see it. We got a, a myopia. I'll look it up later. You'll figure it out. It means single vision. We just see things a certain way. When Jesus said we need to be, have singleness of eye, people talk like, oh, that means you look up in a commentary, which is usually a mistake. It says to me, clouded or dusty or not clear. No, here's what it means. Look at me. All right, try this. Now, this may be a little difficult for some of you, but watch me. Close one eye. Close one eye. Close one eye. Okay, do you not need to point one out one to you? Close one eye. Got it? Now, don't hurt yourself or pull a muscle. Open that eye and close the other one quickly. <laughs> There's four junior high boys got there going, and <laughs> don't worry, you can change your underwear later. Okay, let's try it one more time, all right? But if you do that, you go back and forth, and don't do that to the rest of the message. I'm almost done anyway, because that looks creepy. You look like one of them lizards in the Amazon, you know what I mean, with the eyeballs that don't match. Do you see what happens? The peripheral vision is changed. 
But if you, hey, if you look one eye, out of one eye at something, you know what you do? You see things one way. Yeah. I had a cousin named Clark who had one eye. Clark was crazy. He was. I was at his house, a grown man. I'm in his house. He said, hey, Mike, come here, I want to show you something. He had a 22 Derringer, super mad Derringer, beautiful thing. You break it open, drop two big bombs in there. Boom. He goes, look at that, isn't that beautiful? His wife had one of one of those big stuffed dogs at the circus. He had it on the corner. He goes, shoot that dog. I go, no, Clark, I ain't going to shoot that dog. Go, shoot the dog. I don't want to shoot the dog. It wasn't a real dog, so don't start crying and call Peter. All right. It was a stuffed dog. I go, no. He goes, I will. Boom. The stuffing goes flying all over the room. He goes, powerful, huh? I said, stupid, huh? Your wife's going to come home. You blew the head off that dog, man. Clark saw things one way. You go camping with the dude? Yeah, that's right. I used to go camping. I got over there. When I was a man, I put away childish things. You lay on a campfire, look over, and here's Clark. Sleeping. Light, fire flickering in his face. It's creepy. You're out in the woods, you're hearing stuff, and there's a dude with one eye. <laughs> Truth of the matter is, young people, yeah, this world's going to try and get you to think, well, you're, you're just seeing things one way. N no, you're seeing things God's way, and they want you to see it their one way. So what's your choice? Because I guarantee you, you're going to look like a fool. But see, I'd rather look like a fool to the world. And they think I'm just a little screwy and a whole bunch of nuts. I would, let them, I would want them to think there's something seriously wrong with me. Because if I don't, all that live God in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Whose fool are you? Hitch bowed, eyes closed, please. Let's get to the bologna sandwiches, but let's have a brief invitation. Whose fool are you? So, some of you folks, when we say heads bowed, eyes closed, you don't bow your head and don't close your eyes. Now, if you're a youth worker and you're watching your kids, I get that. Young people who don't do that, I always think, is there something wrong, kiddo? Would you come see me? I'd like to talk to you. I, I promise I'll be kind. I will be. But there's something wrong with a kid who can't even bow their head and close their eyes during the invitation time. And, and, and I, I'm not mocking it or I'm not belittling you for it, but there's something not right there. And that's something you ought to work on. And I'd like to, just if I could encourage you with a word, I promise I would be. Say, well, teenagers, you know, they're really caught up in self-image. Okay, let's get uncaught. Let's get uncaught. It matters what people think about you, but it's more important what God knows about you. And you don't need to love yourself. You don't need to love yourself. You need to love God. And you need to get outside your little bubble and do what God would have you do with your life. And so many of you do. And sometimes we preach it, we make it sound like every teenager's back. No, that's not true. <laughs> you are so important to our churches. You do such tremendous work and you're great young people, so many of you. But if you're not careful, you're going to get caught up and you're going to be made a fool of by the world and by sin and by the devil. And when he's done with you, he's going to dump you like third period French. You understand that? Done with you. But then, do you have the intestinal fortitude, that's guts, junior high boys, to take a stand for God and do what he wants you to do? Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.